So while we are in the season of the church, which is a very short four weeks, we're going to have different kinds of themes of like worship or images of the church that we reflect on in the readings. And today, if you were catching it, really the main focus of the gospel was how we observe the Sabbath day, which as you and I know, is the day that is consecrated to the Lord. So as this imagery is continuing on during this season. So we're going to focus today on the Sabbath day. And today's homily is going to be a little more on the educational side than the challenging side. So just to be aware. And the educational part is going to be on why the Sabbath day is so important. I think this is something for people, in my observation, and kind of honestly, even for myself, I take for granted uh, how God intended us to view the Sabbath day. As you and I know, it's up there in priority of the commandments. It's number three. And so this is something we've got to take to very much important attention because it's important to God, right? So let's look at the word Sabbath. For those of you who speak Surah. How do you say seven in Surah? Shoah, Shoah, right? And how do you say Saturday in Surah? Shabtha, it's the same root. So Saturday, it's the seventh day. It's the day that God rested, right? And he said, I want you to rest as well. This day gave us an example. So the, the word Shoah or Shabtha, or in Hebrew, Shabbat, we're going to look at that for a minute because there is a lot, if we look at that word, that teaches us how we're supposed to live on Sundays, on the, the Christian Sabbath day, which we'll get to in a minute. If I want to make a covenant with somebody, what is a covenant? This is the word that we're going to focus on today, covenant. If I want to make a covenant with somebody in Hebrew, I seven them. I shabtha them, I shabbat them, I make an oath with them. So the word Sabbath is almost similar to that word oath or covenant. So God made the world in six days and rested on the seventh, and he made a covenant with man. Okay, so we're going to focus on this word a lot today, covenant, because covenant is present throughout the scriptures insanely. And I think it's important for us to understand the significance of this word, which was said a lot today, especially in the second reading. First, God, I said, made a covenant with Adam. That's a relationship with Adam, relationship with understandings and rules, expectations. Adam, Eve broke that. He made another covenant with Noah. We get the rainbow. This eventually, you know, the sins of the mankind broke that. God made another covenant with Abraham. Let's read about that one, just as an example. I decided to pick this one out. This is from Genesis. I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. So this is the expectation from Abraham. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be a father of a multitude of nations. So as a result of you living in this covenant faithfully, you shall be a father of many nations. No longer shall your name be Abraham, but you shall be Abraham. For I have made you a father of a multitude of nations, and I will make you exceedingly fruitful, 
and I will make nations of you, and I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you. After that, the next covenant that came, Moses. Passover, the Ten Commandments. After that, the people of Israel were so sinful during Moses' time, we got another covenant from Moses called Deuteronomy. Right, Deuteronomy. The fifth book of the Bible. I almost had to second-guess myself. Is that the fourth book, actually? Numbers? Deuteronomy. Yeah, fifth book. All right. I digress. Either way, each time a covenant happens, the relationship with God kind of gets affected. There's more rules and rules introduced. Today, the covenant was referenced in the first reading. O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like you, keeping covenant and showing mercy to your servants who walk before you with all their hearts. Now Jesus comes. And the letter to the Hebrews today, the first line, the point in what we are saying is this. And this is my point too. That's literally the first line. The point in what we are saying is this. Jesus Christ comes and establishes a new covenant. A new relationship. It says, He treats the first one as obsolete. It's done. In the new covenant, all is fulfilled. This is when Jesus goes through his Paschal mystery, his passion, his death, his burial, and rises on the first day, the day after Shabbat. And this, my brothers and sisters, is why we call this the Christian Sabbath day, the Lord's day. So this is a little bit of theological background. Jesus establishes a new covenant. We're in a whole different ballgame now. This is what he says. The letter to the Hebrews. But as it is, Christ has obtained a ministry which is as much more excellent than the old, as the covenant he mediates is better. This is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. And they shall not teach everyone his fellow or everyone his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. They shall all know me. And I'll be merciful towards their iniquities and I'll remember their sins no more. Okay. So let's come back to Sabbath and all this stuff. What we're supposed to do, my brothers and sisters, on the Sabbath day, on Sunday, the Lord's day. What we're supposed to do. Why is it so important? Coming back to the beginning. Why is this such a priority? Because what we're supposed to be doing is being in remembrance, sitting in remembrance of God's covenant with us. That's how we're supposed to spend Sundays. We relish in it. We bask in the great covenant that God is offering to you. That is, Jesus spills his blood, opens up his heart, and he says, you are mine, and I am yours. And that's it. I wish I could just say it, that's it, as if that's it. But that's not just, it's a huge thing, isn't it? Isn't it? Don't you take it for granted when you come to Mass? And you're going to receive communion, right? Throughout the covenants in the Bible, there's always like a meal, the Passover meal, for example. Well, we got our new Passover here. When you take the Eucharist, when you come to Mass, you and I are renewing our covenant with God. So we're coming forth and saying, God, everything you give me, everything you're inviting me to, 
I bask in this. I reflect on this. I appreciate this. I I embrace this. There's always conditions in the covenant, though. In this case, Jesus says, this is my blood, the blood of the new and everlasting covenant, given for you for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus expects even more from us than he did from Abraham. Walk in my ways and be blameless. He wants your hearts. So my question for you, as you're going to come and renew your covenant with the Lord today, which is the greatest way you can celebrate the Lord's Day, you're not just eating grains like the apostles, you're eating the grain of life, right? As you come forward, what are you bringing to the table? Jesus brings forth himself. Whole sacrifice himself. He's saying you can enter into this amazing, perfect, on his part, relationship. What do you bring to the table? Do you bring your attachments to sin? Do you bring your distractions? Do you bring your love, your selflessness, your heart? Or do you just have sins on the table? What do you bring to the table of the Lord? So I want us to think about that. How should we celebrate Sunday? Jesus, he healed the sick. Back when I was a seminarian here, about 12 years ago, some of you remember when I used to serve here, my assignment was here as a seminarian. You know, I'm going to tell you something that Father Frank, at the time, he did something hidden. Nobody knew about it. He used to take me after English Mass and say, all right, Matt, you ready to go? And I knew what he meant. We'd go to his car, and we would visit people that nobody knew about that were sick. The quiet, the hidden people that no one knew about. And he would pray with them. I know, I know that nobody knew that he was doing that. That's how Bishop Francis was spending his Sundays as a priest here at St. Thomas. That's how we celebrate Sabbath day. We show mercy. We show the mercy that we receive from God to others. We, we let that overflow from us, right? We sit with the, Jesus. He sat with the disciples. They enjoyed the company of one another. We go with our families, ideally, or our close ones, our beloved ones. We enjoy each other's company. My brothers and sisters, the, the Lord's day and what's being offered to us is of extreme importance. This is a higher commandment than adultery. This is a higher commandment than killing. Because we are failing to give God what's due to Him if we don't treat this gift of His covenant the right way and appreciate it on His day. So this is important to God. So it should be important to us. So today let's put on the minds, spiritual minds, of really trying to see what is being offered to me during this Mass, or actually getting something that's offered to you, and how you will choose, uh, and I will choose, uh, to renew our covenants with the Lord. Amen.